buying a new notebook has become a very challenging task, given all the flavors and brands available on the market today. Should I go i3, i5, i7? What about RAM and why is Windows 10 Business so much more expensive than Windows 10 Home Edition? I'm Rian, your honest IT advisor from IP Dimension, and today I will share my views and advice on choosing the right flavor of notebook for your next purchase. Let's talk IT. First things first, we need to define the main considerations for buying a new notebook. And I'd like to summarize those into the next categories. Speed and power. Okay, are we looking at i3, i5, i7, i9? Storage space. Are we going solid state drive, normal hard disk drive? How much space would I need? Screen size. Uh, is this going to be a notebook used for traveling? Is it going to be a notebook used for financial statements, financial auditing? What's the weight of the unit? Um, do I need to travel with it? It's going to be a shoulder breaker at the airport. And the look and feel, right? So um, many of us buy equipment or you know cars, notebooks, um, anything that, that draws attention, we buy based on what it looks like. It, it, that's what sells it <laughs> and and that's why when you walk into um one of these you know mass providers of notebooks and electronic equipment they've got notebooks on display just sitting there ready waiting for you to go and interact you know use the keyboard feel how it feels under your fingers um take a look at the screen uh see what the brightness is on it but fact of the matter is um that's just a sales gimmick to draw you into buying something that looks nice and looks can be deceiving. So I spoke a bit earlier about different CPUs, i3, i5, i7, and now i9 recently uh, introduced by Intel. So we are talking about the 10th generation of Intel Core CPUs um, with the latest rendition being the i9. And you'd be forgiven for not knowing which one to choose when you buy a new notebook. But you need to now go and sit and determine what is the primary use of this new notebook that you're buying. Uh, let's take this into consideration. So let's say for instance that you're going to purchase a notebook for home use. Um, you'd like to set up a home email account on it. Um, you'd like to you know, stream some videos on it or just play some basic online games. I'm, I'm not referring to your third-person shooting type of games or high-end graphic types of games, but, you know, just basic online games. Um, Farmville, if you like, or oh, heaven forbid. Okay, <laughs> in any way. So if you're looking at a home-based computer, you can look at the i3 range. You don't need to go and spend additional bunch of money on buying an i5 or an i7 based notebook i3 should suffice and that's more than enough processing power you can add four gigas, gigabytes of ram to it um, and then you could look at adding a 500 gigabyte hard disk drive to it but that depends on your need um, i told somebody today when i spoke to them 
uh, Dropbox, Google Drive, OneDrive, all those guys, they, they pretty much force um, cloud-based storage down your throat. But many people set it up to sync a local copy to your computer. So you'd have your cloud-based storage and then you'd have a local copy of that cloud-based storage on your notebook. So if you've got a terabyte worth of OneDrive storage and it's all already used up um, and you set it up to sync a local copy to your local computer, then you'd need to buy a notebook with a terabyte and more storage to accommodate that OneDrive or Dropbox or Google Drive account. However, let's consider that you're buying for work use. Right? basic office use. And what are we referring to when we say basic office use? Um, it's office-based applications like Outlook, uh, responding to emails, attending a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting, um, working on an Excel spreadsheet that's, that's not too resource intensive. Um, let's say for instance that you are reading monthly reports that are sent to you or that you need to do some calculations in Excel. Again, not to high-end calculations. Um, you open up a, you know, like a maximum of four to five Excel spreadsheets at the same time on your notebook. Then you need to look at an i5, an Intel Core i5-based notebook. The reason for this is that it packs a bit more processing power. It means that you can have more applications running on your computer at the same time, and it would handle those. Also, given that it is a business-type notebook, I would recommend that you go for a solid-state drive. That's going to breathe some healthy, healthy life into your purchase. Um, I can't stress enough um, what, a, what an amazing difference a solid-state drive makes to any notebook purchase. Um, there is something to note, though. So... When you do use an, a solid-state drive, it has a limited shelf life. So keep that in mind. If you've got SQL processes running or you are an Access Database editor um, or database administrator, uh, you can only have so many writes to a solid-state drive. It's got a shelf life. Um, so you'd rather then try and look at something else, you know, a traditional hard disk drive or a nearline SAS drive, um, I would not recommend you going the SSD or solid state drive in that instance. And what about RAM for a business type notebook? I'd go entry level 8 gigabytes. Uh, that should be more than enough given that you've got an i5 CPU and a 512 gigabyte solid state drive. That should really do the business for you if you are um, the average business type user. But let's say, for instance, now that you've got financial spreadsheets with complicated um, formulas in it. Um, let's throw Power BI into the mix. Um, say you're generating live data based on, on spreadsheets and, and live data coming in, synchronizing, uh, synchronizing data from the cloud, for instance. Um, then you'd need some more processing power. And again, it depends on the amount of data that you are processing at a single stage. Um, I would then recommend going the i7 range. Um, so an i7 has more cores, uh, it's got more threads, and that in English translates to uh, better processing and faster processing 
for simultaneously accessed applications. What about RAM? Um, yeah, you, you need to go and look at your, your current consumption. Um, if you are making use of Power BI, for instance, which is a, a very resource intensive program or application, I wouldn't go anything less than 32 gigabytes of RAM with a strong i7 based CPU um, and a solid state drive. And again, depending on the amount of storage that you need, you can then either go for a 512 gigabyte solid state drive or you could go for a terabyte solid state drive. The choice is yours. Um, but just do your homework beforehand. Um, go and have a look at what you're currently using and don't try and you know optimize that or skim on it. You are always going to generate more data. So rather go one step forward. Okay, uh, there, there is a nice difference between the i5 and i7 uh, when it comes to graphics and, and video graphics per se, uh, the i7, uh, many of the i7 processors have a built-in GPU or graphics processing unit, um, which enables you to do some video editing. So again, be, be very, very careful here. I'm not referring to video editing, you know, as in um, drawing up plans for a business or doing 3D rendering or shooting a local television ad, um, it's not going to be sufficient. The i7 CPU with its GPU capabilities will never ever be able to replace an add-on graphics card that's dedicated for video graphics. Um, that's always a great idea. If, if you do serious video, video editing, then get an add-on video card um, or get a notebook with a, a healthy dose of GPU memory um, in an, a dedicated video card specifically for that need. And then the creme de la creme. Gamers, listen up. Intel has the Core i9 CPU. It's got 10 cores and 20 threads. So in English, that loosely translates to it's gonna kick some serious butt. Gamers, this is your bus stop. Okay, this is where you need to be. Um, beware though, right? It comes with a price tag to match that butt kicking. So if you're going to spend, spend wisely. Um, from from a, a basic business-based computer user, myself, um, it's a thing of beauty. I, I love the packaging. It comes in this, you know, plastic holder um, and it's a bluish color and you can see the CPU inside. It looks like it's suspended in the air. They did, you know, really go the extra mile on packaging this thing and, and making it look really awesome. And it is, it's, it's a thing of beauty. But the price isn't such a thing of beauty. So um, well worth it if you're a gamer. Definitely, if you're a normal business user, you know, I don't think it's worth that amount of money. Um, but again, you need to go and, and justify what you're going to use the computer for. Um, but yeah, it's got my vote. It's, it's the fastest processor uh, produced by Intel as yet. And, and it's a thing of beauty. Let's talk a bit about storage space. Uh, I mentioned that OneDrive, Google Drive, Dropbox, uh, they give you offers of cloud storage and cloud space. 
um, for next to nothing, you know, get the first 500 gigs on us or get the first 50 gigs on us. Or, um, so remember, when you do look at the notebook specifications, that you make a decision on the amount of size that you need. And now, um, a very important thing to note here is that some notebooks give you the option of having a solid state drive, uh, usually in, in the form of a 256 gigabyte drive as your primary drive. This means that your operating system, Windows 10, is loaded on there so that it boots up really quickly and, and you do your Windows applications from there really quickly. And then it's got a secondary drive which is normally a standard hard disk drive, 5400 RPM or 7200 RPM hard drive, and that's used for storage. Okay, So um, if that is your kind of thing, that's what you want to use, by all means. Um, it's a good thing, um, and, and I think it's a nice you know, approach by the manufacturers um, to have your primary drive, your fast drive, and then have a storage drive available. Um, really think that that's a good way to go. Not all notebooks have this, but many of them do. Let's talk about the look. Right, so looks are appealing and we are human. We buy with our eyes. So if something looks nice, then we go for it, right. Um, and, and it's often perceived that if it's a smaller notebook, that it's a less powerful notebook. But alas... Dell has an XPS 13, so it's a 13.4 inch notebook and it packs some serious punch. So you can spec that notebook to come with an Intel Core i7 processor, 32 gigabytes of RAM and up to a terabyte of solid state storage. That's your SSD. Okay. So for a small little notebook of 13.4 inches, that's some serious processing power. You are not going to be stuck in a bad place with that. And the nice thing here is that Dell has a thin bezel, so it's a you know just a bit more than a millimeter um, frame around your screen, and it's got crisp, crisp, crisp displays. It's really a thing of beauty. It really looks nice, and it performs really well. And the advantage, greatest advantage in my opinion, is the weight. It's an excellent traveling companion. It weighs a mere 1.27 kilograms. What's the drawback? It doesn't have a full-size keyboard. So if you're an accountant or a financial manager, auditor, um, I know you guys really like that integrated numeric keypad, and the Dell XPS doesn't have that. Also, 13.4-inch screen might be a bit small for your spreadsheets. You might need a bit bigger, you know, looking at the 15-inch or 17-inch range. Speaking about the 17-inch range, um, we look at the ASUS ROG notebook there. You can also take a look at the Gigabyte Aero notebook. The MSI has a Titan range, which all fall in the 17-inch range. Uh, nice thing there is full integrated numeric keypad in the keyboard. Um, so you can do all your accounting and, and calculations on the numeric keypad side of the keyboard. What's the drawback? weight number one drawback weight it starts at 2.5 kilograms and it can, can go up anything to 3.7 3.8 kilograms so you might think that's not so heavy it's a small price to pay for a bigger screen full keyboard sure until you stand at an airport in line to board that 3.7 kilograms tends to be a shoulder breaker just be warned 
okay that that it becomes heavy finally i'd like to share with you some insights for um and, and pitfalls that you need to look out for when buying your next notebook especially when you go out to the wholesalers and uh, you're bombarded with offers there firstly suppliers love advertising notebooks with office 365 included okay point number one go and make sure that it's not a trial version okay many of them give you a three-month trial and then when the three months expired you now need to go and purchase a license for this so the price might look very appealing uh, especially given that office 365 is included but it's a three-month trial so make sure that you are aware of that trial version if it says it's got office 365 make sure that it's a fully purchased and fully licensed product at least for the year okay point number two is they love to give you a three bag to sweeten the deal but you never see that bag until you purchase the notebook and open up the box right so ask the salesperson you need to see the bag you need to inspect it do a quality check on it okay there's nothing 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 worse than having a brand new notebook drop tested due to some bad stitching on a notebook bag or a damaged buckle or bad quality buckle um, do your due diligence there and make sure that it is a decent bag thirdly okay they love to throw in a free antivirus okay and in many cases we've seen that they do some web content filtering you know like a net nanny type of thing um, to block sensitive pages um, and it's got a, a basic email scanner in it that adds a little signature to your email saying that this email has been scanned by antivirus solution x y and z and that's it there's no malicious software removal tool there's there's no heuristic scanning nothing like that okay um, again make sure that it's a proper antivirus solution um, and then make sure that if that antivirus needs to be renewed that it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg get a decent antivirus solution they're not that expensive and um, make sure that you can do that on an annual purchase that you know that you're protected for at least a year finally watch out for windows 10 home edition many salespeople like to bundle a deal with windows 10 home edition that makes the price really appealing because windows 10 home is a lot cheaper than windows 10 business edition and you might ask then why not home edition okay so for a business notebook um the windows 10 is not allowed as per the licensing agreement if it's a business-based notebook and secondly uh, a home edition notebook cannot be joined to a business domain so in, in english terms the policies and procedures file sharing uh, security that your company network applies will not be able to be applied to your notebook if it's got windows 10 home edition on it so you're not going to get the full full protection and full functionality of your company network if you've got a home edition of windows 10. Um, also some other limitations is changing the background limited applications single language capabilities and these might sound negligible to you and it might be i don't know what your circumstances are but i would like to personalize a notebook to my own use so I would like to have full functionality of applications. I'd like to change my background now and then. I'd like to change the screen resolution and not be limited to the operating system. I'd like to make use of those full features. Right, that's it in a nutshell. Remember that you've got sales advisors at your fingertips. IPDimension has a sales team that's really educated on notebook solutions. 
by all means, please make use of them. Send them a mail to sales at ipdimension.net and uh, they can get your pricing. They can compare models and brands and, and different offerings and um, they will also give you some honest advice on what you need to look out for. Um, perhaps there's a notebook that's end of life. They, they would advise you on that to maybe just wait for a week or two weeks for the new model to arrive. Um, but they will gladly assist you with that. And then as per usual, uh, I welcome your comments and your feedback to marketing at ipdimension.net. Those emails come directly to me. And thank you so much for the feedback on our previous episode. Really enjoyed it. And, and thank you for the compliments as well. And um, I look forward to speaking to you again and then bringing you our next episode. Have a great day.